Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favour and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Dun-dun-dun. Welcome to episode... 207 of the After Lodge podcast, slam dunked in the middle of the American Crusades, uh, joined as always by worshipless producer Bruce, uh, Sir John, <laughs> yes, excellent, so are you, are you now like one of the crusaders or are you now with like the Muslim whatever people that were hiding the grail? I mean, what, what, what side are you on in this American crusade? Well, I got kicked out of the first one, so I'm probably more of the latter one. See? It's but just it, like that Knights out, Templar right? show on, on the History Channel. Like, the guy that got bounced, and then he, like, joined the... Whatever those guys were, the Arab ninjas. Yes. Will you find out who has the Ark of the Covenant so we can bring him on the show? Uh, I believe that's, that's Bill Schnobeline. Oh. Uh, or Stanley. He hasn't cleaned out his garage in a couple thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Nick, oh, and Jeff. I always forget Jeff because he's like hiding down there in my screen in between Bruce and John. I was about to say, hey guys, I'm here too. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, Supplies. <laughs> and uh, Nick is not here. I think he's uh, supposed to be broadcasting from Bed Bath and Beyond for uh, the Three Distinct Noises. So, no, no, no. The, the new podcast name is Three Dis- Distinct Excuses. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sure Nick will be back with us at some point in the foreseeable future. But the uh, the big big news in in masonry this week, uh, I still don't understand. <laughs> uh, the the Grand Lodge of Louisiana. Uh, revoked recognition of the Grand Encampment of Knights Templar, which normally I'd approve of because, you know, the York Rite needs to go away everywhere, but I'm biased, so we won't take my opinion. Um, <laughs> so I thought I would bring uh, I would bring the man himself, uh, the, the regular Sir John the Lionhearted, uh, <laughs> confused with King John the First, uh, wait, that was Richard. Richard was the good one. Yes. You're the weasel king. Yeah. Either way, uh, either way <laughs> you're sending the boys off to the crusade there, uh, John. So tell me what what in the hell is happening? So let me see if I get the gist of this right. What happened was um, Grand Louisiana to suspend uh, a member, a past grand commander or past Grand Master, by the name of Dutrail. Uh, he was suspended. However, Grand Encampment 
kept him on as their South Central Department Commander, which is like a district commander for Grand Encampment. Probably oversaw, well, if it's like our, our district, it would be six states. So now there's a uh, guy who's suspended who's the mouthpiece of Grand Encampment going around talking to other Masonic bodies throughout the South. <clears throat> and that part of that is because his constituent commandery didn't follow through on the suspension that was handed down by their own Grand Lodge. Hmm. So, so you forward a little bit to Grand Encampment, which was this week. And right before Grand Encampment started, I guess the uh, great... Most worshipful Grand Lodge of Louisiana didn't like how things were proceeding or not proceeding or whatever. Immediately stated that Templary was a regular in the state of Louisiana and those, the entourage from Louisiana were going to be probably basically expelled if they attended Grand Encampment. Which sucks for the ones that had already traveled up there. Yeah. He's a good idea. Which is. Strange. So, Some, there's so many things. Uh, first, my tangent that the Cato Institute just put out the um, annual thing they put out on the uh, freest or most liberty-friendly states in the Union. Y'all know Indiana is number three this year? What the hell really? is that? Yeah, it's like uh, Florida's number one, and then uh, what? New Hampshire is number two. Most of the state project efforts and all that. And then Indiana is number three. So I don't know how that happened. Okay. So like explain to the rest of us what that means. Cause in my mind, all that means is that the populace hates the local government the most. Well, no. So they, it's a, it's a, so it's a think tank that examines state legislation. So their rules about, you know, uh, drug penalization, civil asset forfeiture, local and municipal and state taxes, the incarceration rate versus their population, uh, land use freedoms, you know, the basic libertarian things, uh, uh, discrimination against homosexuals, the ratio of government employees versus private employees, all, all those sorts of things, the state debt versus other states, things that libertarians care about. And Indiana is apparently the third most libertarian leaning state in actual policy wise in the country. Interesting. Oh my. Four was Minnesota. Colorado and five was Nevada. I can tell was... you from personal experience, Indiana does not spend one penny of tax money on their state roads. So <laughs> maybe that's got something to do with it. Possible. That's like a minor factor though. In fact, infrastructure spending is usually not even ranked uh, because most most people, including a large chunk of libertarians, find infrastructure to be an acceptable government expenditure. <laughs> um, Yo, it's, it's the the amount of spending on on public benefits and and programs and government employees, land use and zoning restrictions, uh, occupational licensing is a big one that they look at. So, how hard is it to practice a profession in this state without jumping through reams and reams of red tape? Uh, and that, uh, that would explain why Minnesota now, came in 37th. Yes. Oh, you, you're looking at this too, John. Oh, right in my hand. <laughs> yes. Yes. How Florida ended up as number one, that kind of blew my mind because New Hampshire has been number one for a long time. 
and then they slip to Florida. Uh, part of that is because any state that had a, a DOMA law, so the def- Defense of uh, Marriage, Defense Act, of Marriage Act. Act, so that bumped their scores down, except when the Supreme Court invalidated all of those statutes, all the states that had those got an artificial bump in their ranking because they were getting negative points for mistreatment of homosexuals, and now they're getting neutral points. So they all bumped up, and I think that's, that's what pushed Florida over the top. Yep. West Virginia passed you. And as yeah, you'd expect, yeah. uh, New York is number 50. Uh, Hawaii is number 49. And I would have actually expected California to be number 50. No, 48. They're 48. catching up. New York is the least free state, according to the Cato Institute. And Florida is the most free and everybody uh, else is somewhere quick, in the middle. Quick question. Whose license plates are live free or die? Is New Hampshire. Vermont? No, that's well, New Hampshire. That is definitely not Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> that's New Hampshire. Uh, New Hampshire came in 46th. Uh, the free state project that's still kind of a thing. Not I guess there are varying levels of free. Yes. Uh, so this is, it's really just a public policy survey. And, um, anyway, I wanted to go on that tangent first, uh, which would be why the, the Knights Templar uh, were meeting in Indiana because, you know, they had to go to a place to do their Templar conspiracies. Uh, where is, where is Louisiana on that list, John? Oh. Number 30. They're, they're oh, good. Number they didn't 30. count literacy against them. <laughs> so what I was thinking is maybe, you know, Freemasonry reflects the society in which it exists. So Freemasonry in, in Indiana maybe is more more free and freer masonry not in Indiana than than it is in other places. Well, or it might be that the now outgoing, now past Grandmaster Grand Cannon was a past grandmaster of Indiana and just wanted to have it like blocks from his house. That's so that's a good call. Um, the libertarian party just called a special convention to argue about some rule stuff that I really don't want to deal with. And I don't want to care about. And now I've got to spend two days doing it. So guess where the chair called that convention right in my backyard. Everybody can drive from all over the state to my lodge hall, which is where we're having this. Yay. <laughs> Outstanding. Yes, because I live two blocks from the lodge. I'm like, I'll be damned if I'm going to drive six hours to go spend two days listening to the rules committee drivel on about stuff I don't care about. Um, so, yeah, I can understand why he did that. Um, yeah. Fair enough. That tradition. So it didn't have anything to do with Cato. That's disappointing. But uh, Well, three years from now, <laughs> it's going to be in Minneapolis. Hey, so maybe by then you guys will be number three. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Hope in one hand, poop in the other. Yeah. So Yeah, so there there was uh much and grand fuckery afoot at the uh Grand Encampment this week. Which well, they also they also out of nowhere, seemingly, and I actually applaud them for this, decided to recognize Prince Hall Templary nationwide. Which I say, 
Good job, Grand Kamet. Welcome to the 1900s. Right. <laughs> so my immediate question is: there, there's Prince Hall Templary. Yes, and those boys mm-hmm. are serious. Damn. So. Oh really? If our poop was so, in so just like they are blue there, lads, then. Oh yeah, so, more so. But the That's racist in so. me wants to say that I thought black guys were too cool for LARPing. <laughs> Such an ass. Yeah, uh, they still wear like the frock coats and go all out. And if, if we had our crap in a group like BHA does when it comes to Templary, we could probably take over a small country. Like Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> I said a country, not a different planet. Oh, I just think it'd be funny if like, <laughs> there, was a, there was a wall of Templars like the scene out of one of those old movies <laughs> just coming up the Mississippi, just off on the banks. Swords you will never take our dues cards! So, this all came out on Reddit and... I was I was at lunch when I saw it and I was like what 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 the hell So then I start digging through my phone while I'm eating my uh I can't mention that chain cuz I don't know how local they are but anyway my uh, flatbread personal pizza that's like uh, baked in front of you and it's fantastic Um <laughs> and so I'm munching on this looking at my phone I end up going through the proceedings from the Grand Lodge of Louisiana for this oh, in question, in the discipline section where the the appeals committee was recommending that he be suspended indefinitely, and that recommendation was overturned by the delegates. But then See, I'm yep. reading on on uh, on on Chris Hodab's blog that this guy was suspended, and that's what this is all about. Maybe it just wasn't indefinite. No, was it so? Did the grandmaster pull this he, because he didn't they say while he was suspended and now he's not? So it's all a moot issue. No, he's still suspended. The current grandmaster, I'm pretty sure, was hanging up the yard arm. Um, because if you've read the charges, um, how can I put this? If well, I mean, it goes not good. if it goes the way it's written, the accused is certainly a what we call up my neck of the weeds, a bag of shit. Yes. Um, Falcon, if you will. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Cause he accused the, what was it? The grand recorder of some grand secretary or grand secretary of some just heinous stuff, including being a felon and everything else. Right. But so <coughs> the grand wasn't even through, right? Over, but if the grand craft overturned suspending him, and then the next grandmaster takes office and just suspends him anyway. Like what, what, what kind of, of nonsense is that? Like, I'm trying to figure out, is he suspended now? And nobody can give me an yes. answer on that. He is. As far as, I, from what I read, and as far as I know, he is indeed still suspended, but not for the stuff he was charged with at grand lodge. He, he can't be right. Because you can't, the grandmaster can't just say, "Well, the grand craft just overturned this, but I'm just going to reinstitute it." Well, he probably can because grandmasters do crap like that. But powers nigh on absolute. <laughs> Something exactly like what a grandmaster would do. Yeah, they can, they will, they have. 
So it's like the grandmaster suspends you, and it's like, well, you're suspended till Grand Lodge, and then you're like, well, fine, I'll get the Grand Lodge, and they'll fix it because they're not idiots. And then you get the Grand Lodge, they overturn it, and then you're like, yay! And then the next day, the new grandmaster is installed, and he just suspends you again for the same stuff. Is, is it like that? Yeah, because I think the grand, I think I think the sitting grandmaster might have been at the time of the discussion a pal of this guy. It's it's a buddy system when you're getting grands yeah. involved. We all know it is. Well, well I know that. Ben one. But, I mean, if that's the case, then is the grand encampment really that bad here? <laughs> the grand that's- encampment... So, this is John the now uh, demoted grand officer of grand commandery. The grand encampment should have known better. They should pay attention. I mean, the guy was their department commander. He was he was appointed by the Grand Encampment to oversee that state, and he was suspended for masonry. How do you, how do you fucking miss that? Well, I don't know that they did miss it. There's seven department commanders, I think, maybe six. Not well, six within the country. Um, I feel like this, John. I just. Oh, by the way, for those of you who are watching live with us this evening, uh, worshipless producer Bruce is in fact on camera. So you are missing a treat. Is what you get for not watching. Anyway, no one can see the face you made at at, at John Bruce. I know you're. I was going to say we have like three viewers right now, and one of them is me. So. <laughs> well, we're also doing this late on a Friday, which Just is on a wack Totally, totally unannounced. Like nobody knew. We didn't even know. We didn't find yeah. out we were doing the show until like an hour ago. So yeah. yeah, and and thankfully, I mean, I have to give my thanks. That was mostly a lot of that was my fault. I too. Well, uh, cop, cop buddies visiting from out of town that needed some liquid therapy. So John, we we had to have you here so you could help me unravel. Well, that's the thing is, this you know, thing. you couldn't find your ass in both hands on a roadmap when it comes to the order, the character rates. So, I mean, well, I can't, and and, and I'm immediately predisposed predisposed to to finding against the Templars. Uh, I guess because I'm one of the Muslim assassin ninja guys in this uh, TV show we're doing, but fucking, which I still have to see. I've never seen it. But. You never watched the uh, Templars on uh, History. It takes a lot for me to watch a history channel these days because I like you know, fact, right? Yeah. Oh, it's not factual at <laughs> all. It's it's a it's like Vikings if you ever watch that. It, it's completely like oh, no. bupkis, but it's it's very entertaining. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like one of my favorite movies of all time, Kingdom of Heaven, underrated, complete bullshit. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Cameron Crowe goes off the deep end. Complete bullshit. But great. Yes. Yes. So, so what, what's going what's gonna to happen here? Is, are we going to get a new Grandmaster and a new Grand Commander Poobah, whatever he so, is? So the and... Grandmaster, Grand Encampment, the new one got installed day before yesterday. Wednesday. Uh, Jeff Nelson would have been installed from North Dakota. So he's from up in my neck of the Great White North isn't quite mine, but which is why the next triangle is going to be in Minneapolis because North and South Dakota don't have, you know, people. Towns. 
Meanwhile, my friends in South Dakota are sharpening the spears to come kick my ass at this exact moment for saying that. Um, well, they have to get to you first, and there's not roads either. <laughs> with, with enough patience, a covered wagon will haul your ass across the country. That's true. I played the Oregon Trail. Although they're going to lose half of them to dysentery, so you got dysentery. numbers on your side. <laughs> so, yeah, this, this whole... My concern would be if now I'll follow your grandma to start going, okay, Granny Cam, you should have known better. They can't say you knowingly, but you you can obviously you should have known better and have this individual as your aide de camp for six, seven, however many states in his district, and basically forced and there's a couple I've, – I've had this conversation online, and I've had a, pus, a couple of past Grand Commanders, one from California, just completely, you know, pass out of thought. If you force somebody who's representative and they're irregular, but force them to have conversations with regular Masons, granted it's an, it's an independent body, but still, is that not problematic? Oh, it's all it's all problematic. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out is 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 this going to be reconciled? Like, is the new Grand Commander and the new Grand Master are they going to like touch each other's swords and and make peace or or what? What happens next? Across the streams. Uh, I think the, I've met the new. I've, I've known the in passing the uh, current Grand Master or the new Grand Master Grand Cam. And I know he's going to want to make make up and make good and get Louisiana back under the loop. But, frankly, and again, here's where we're gonna, some old guys' heads are going to freaking explode. There's a lot of guys in Templary that would love to just dropkick uh, Grand Encampment to the curb and be able to do it on a state-to-state level. Well, that would make the whole Grand Lodge relation thing easier. Right. I mean, that's Problem what Grand got into trouble that up for us. so many times. Yeah. Grand Encampment themselves screwed that for us by pissing off the... Uh, All right. I, I, I didn't catch any of what you just said. Yeah, you just cut out real bad. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I think whatever you said was so foul that, like, Google was censoring you. Yeah, I also... <laughs> I also I also burped some black barrel into my mic, so I might have melted it a little bit. <laughs> um, so the Grand Encampment and the is it the North American Council of Grandmasters, basically the fifty-two or whatever, like proper Grandmasters that to get get together once a year. Uh, cracked heads like ten years ago caused a problem. Problem was started by Grand Encampment by a past, now past Grandmaster. Thanks, Billy Coon. That was awesome, by the way. Um, as somebody tried to start a side body that was invitation only and super, super special and white-toy and blah, blah, and basically the Grandmasters got sick of that shit and said anything Templary now falls under Grand Encampment or it's irregular, and that's it. Mm. Which is why in New York, right, if you're a... You're, uh, Grand 
chapter of Royal Archmasons and your Grand Council of Royal Archmasons belong to General Grand, which is voluntary to belong to. But in Commander, it's no longer voluntary to be a member of Grand Encampment because that happened. Mm. Um, <laughs> the of a lot of guys would love to drop Grand Encampment to the curb. Um, both, both from Templar standpoint and both from a Grand Lodge standpoint. Isn't there something contradictory though about a a chivalric order that has commands you can subscribe to optionally? I mean, that's yes. a good way. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a military order, right? So, wouldn't it be a you know, this is what it is deal with it yeah i i sit in a very uh i apologize if i'm cracking up here um uh-huh. you're always cracking up john i'm always cracked there's a difference <laughs> um like, I sit in a very precarious position, and now that I'm no longer a grand, I really don't care, mm-hmm. is I don't like the oversight that grand encampment forces down our throats. Uh, I much prefer to answer to my grand master of my grand lodge, because that's elected locally more cleanly, and we tend to put people in office that are mm, sane. <laughs> um, there's a couple past grandmasters of the Grand Encampment that I would just I could do without, and there's I mean, one of them I've told as much. Hold office there, John. What's that? I said, didn't you hold office there? In Grand yeah. Commandery, I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Grand Commandery, you have to be touched in the head to even want to do that too. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. No, John was. <laughs> so John was part of the the state body. So the, the grand commandery of his state, whereas the grand encampment is the national one. National. So to, so to put it in little words for you Scottish right guys, and my, uh, I'll, uh, I'll get my kids' crayons are upstairs. Uh, so grand I'm encampment. Thank you. Grand encampment is like Heardom. It's It's like the grand council of southern jurisdiction or northern. Sorry. Supreme Council, John. Yes, the Supreme, Supreme Council. Council. <laughs> I, 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 will point, I will point out one Masonic thing I wear. There you go. Thank you. My, four, my the, 14th. The mother Supreme Council, Supreme of, Council the of the world. For the ancient and accepted Scottish rite of Freemasonry. How's that yes, for see, titles? Just, How's that make see, Grand Encampment sound? Lame. Too much. Uh, that sounds... Grand Enc- Near on Clandy. Grand, grand encampment of Knights Templar of the United States of America and its affiliated al- I, there's another like add on to there because like Romania's in there, the Philippines are in there, like Brazil's in there and a couple other ones. Ah, so you can get Much. that uh the president of the Philippines, right? The, he's the, the the crazy one. He'd fit. <laughs> yes. Yes, the, the guy who weirded out Donald Trump, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. 
the the one who decided to get tough on drugs and suddenly military helicopters were just blowing shit up everywhere. Like, oh, which, I have no drug problem. Which is a libertarian I have a problem with. However, the ex-military and ex-cop guy in me says, I need to get a job in the Philippines because that looks like a lot of fun. But... <laughs> yes. The, the president that rolls around in the leather jacket and sunglasses. Yeah, I, re- I read all about him at some point because it was like, who's the guy that weirds out Trump? I got to know more about him. Yeah. That's like uh, the guy you want to five but run away from the same time. Yeah, he reminded me of uh, of King Abdullah, right? The like the whole <laughs> Jordanian things like that. That guy rolls around in his like leather flight jacket with aviator sunglasses instead of a robe and a crown. <laughs> uh which Grand Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So Anyway, uh, so you were you were like a a valley official, except so in a Scottish right, we don't have this kind of confusion because the the national body is non optional; it just is the yes. body. Like that's that's the group you join. We don't we we don't have the the, the, the difference between a, a major difference between the York right and the Scottish right, and I know there are listener of this, so forgive me, Almighty Grand One. Um, so the Scottish Rite is a, it's a dictatorship. It's a benevolent dictatorship. I'm putting up emphasis on benevolent. Okay. Oh, Ronnie's but, not going to live forever. So that may change. Well, okay. That's true. However, um, of course it is also modeled after the Vatican, but that's another conversation. Well, we took what was uh, broken and we fixed it. That's not too far from the truth. Yeah, very, very correct. Um, speaking as the recovering Catholic. Sorry, However, I have to defend the hierarchy. <laughs> if you've ever been to a KCCH crowning, I, I took an obligation to defend the hierarchy. <laughs> That's, That's my literally the obligation is you have to defend the Scottish Rite hierarchy as a system of government. And I can't say I disagree with the Scottish Rite hierarchy. Why well, I, I literally can't say I, I took an well, obligation. You, yeah, I was, <laughs> I'm only a black hat, so I can still kind of say some stupid shit. Uh, um, but you have that right. You're right, temporary. I'll speak up after I'm temporary. I'll speak up after. You're trying to really calling. bad again. All right, John, you're going to have to Damn it! rewind for a second. All right, you're back. <laughs> you're pulling and a me. Yeah, I don't know what the problem is. I'm not on my... Of course, I have to use cellular signal because I'm so, in the Great White North. And we're doing this on a Friday night, and there's more than three people on the internet in your state, so... Yeah. A lot of porn going on. Yeah. Um, but the York right bodies are elected, so they are a democratic or essentially a democratic republic organization. By way of elected officials or elected representatives, well, we don't operate nearly as good as the Scottish Rite does. Well, autocracy is always more efficient. I mean, that is true. That's, that's generally true <laughs> of anything. Let uh, it be known: the Ayatollah do, the, and Putin both get shit done. However, that's, the trains run on time in the Scottish Rite. Damn it. And we can't figure out what 
end of the train we're supposed to send first in New York, right? Some days. I love York, right? But it does drive me to drink mm. more. <laughs> we all need excuses. Um, so what I don't understand, so not to keep beating on the, the York and Scottish right thing, even though, you no, know, no, no, beat on it. This, get, this well, can only go. Well, you know, I, I, I enjoy doing that, but, um, mostly cause you know, the York rights, like I do want to like being wrong. The York rights, the body I never joined. And, and one day I'm going to do the chapter in council and I'm not going to tell any of you and I'm going to drive like five cities away to do it. Um, oh, and, then, no. and then one day Harlan's just magically informed about the York right and nobody can understand what happened. That'll be, that'll be how it goes. Um, anyway. But the, the Scottish Rite has a very, as you mentioned, very authoritarian organization nationwide. Well, in all of the nation that counts. So, uh, you know. <laughs> and and it, it's spread around these diverse grand jurisdictions. And we've had these grand jurisdictional fights about about whether or not we should be sticking our nose in what our brother does in his bedroom and about whether or not uh, black Masons are people, I mean, Masons, and, and whether, or not, <laughs> whether or not the shrine can be recognized in this state. There's been all these grand jurisdictional differences. And to date, no grand master has felt the urge to expel the Scottish Rite ever. But now it's happened with the Templars. It's happened with the Shrine more, more times than I can count. Uh, it, it's happened with the, the the minor appendant bodies, I guess is what you call them, the Widow Sons, and the. There's all that, these other groups that have national bodies. That's for a different reason. <laughs> well, yeah, but but they you they cannot on... start a bar fight as a bunch of Masons and get away with it. Why not? Our our lodge does that all the time. Like half of our lodge is banned from the bar that's like down the road from our lodge. Like half yes, of but us, you're can't not go there with. assembled as brothers. They're assembled as much we went there after Lodge, John. We went there after Lodge. Did uh, you go there in your aprons? No. There you go. No, we wouldn't want to get beer on our aprons. Um, See? but you know, we wouldn't have been a public nuisance if we were allowed to stay in our lodge and drink our beer. So this is really the Grand Lodge's fault. Yeah, that. Yep, absolutely. They're the ones that made us like leave the premises and go be a public nuisance. We could have just mother, been a private nuisance. In my mother lodge, we built a bar in it. Yeah, we're we're about to just break down and do that and pull out our Templar swords and fight off the tyranny of the Grand Lodge. You if can't we take could, uh, say you better believe we would. No, our we, current our current grandmaster isn't so hip on it, but we just have to wait another five months. So. Who am I kidding? We all love being Masons far too much. We would cave at the first sign of trouble from the purple people eaters. That's how this works. Um, but we talk a big yeah, game. Yeah, well, and, and you can't get back to Columbus. So, I mean, yeah, you better behave. Yes. No, I, I've got no recourse. Uh, Benet Brief is, uh, is not really a thing <laughs> here. So, I mean, I, I don't know if that's a thing anywhere outside of, like, New York. Yeah, not so much. 
it may just be gone altogether. I think there's I think there's more odd fellows than there are men in that organization. Wow. Uh I could be wrong because they've always been much more discreet than Masons. So they may have like large numbers and we just don't know because they're not out trying to get attention. Uh, well, but if there's one thing your people have managed to understand, it's subtly. <laughs> For obvious reasons. Yes, uh, there's there's people like the Knights Templar around who want to take our cities. They were just sitting in a stable. Just <laughs> They borrowed it. They liberated it like we liberated other countries. Liberated it, and then the Muslims had to re-liberate it. Yeah. Uh, good old Solomon. Uh, anyway, where I was going was... What is it about the the Scottish Rite's methodology that has led it to avoid conflict in the same sort of national setup that seems to have these national conflicts in these other bodies? And that that's not so, a thing to prop up the Scottish Rite. Like I I know that's what no. I normally do, so it's fair to think that's what I'm doing now. But really, I just want to know, like, what's different? Yeah. See, here's the problem. I completely agree with you. Which, yuck. Um but besides that, I know that when I had received my, went through the uh, Master of the Royal Secret, received my 32, I uh, got my ring, got my key. Our SGIG at the time, who's now our past SGIG from Minnesota, great guy. Brilliant order, Grand Lodge order for years. And it stood up before all of us in the class and said, if you are here for to replace either your church or your blue lodge, I will personally refund your money. And went oh. to a diatribe. Went went to a diatribe about it. He said, "You are masons first. You are men of faith before that." Um, how can you? And have made sure he 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 kind of drove home the point that the third degree is the highest degree. That's it. He showed the respect to the Grand Lodge, and he was a former Grand Lodge officer. But he sp he showed that respect to the Grand Lodge of masonry is the first thing; everything else comes out of it. Period. Nice. The problem with commandery, and I've seen this firsthand, is you take Joe Schmo from Moose Nut, Nebraska, or wherever. Moose Nut. Ooh. Who is a, <laughs> in many cases, and I'm, I'm my own commanders, my head, um, not a ritualist, not a leader, made, became like maybe master of their lodge by default. Um, and also, they think they're fucking patent. That's true. And, Give them a uniform and a sword. No, it is I've got guys who couldn't lead their dogs to a, do to a... You're cracking up again. There, I've seen guys in, in Templary, and I'll speak specifically of my own state. I won't pick on other states, obviously. <laughs> I've seen guys in my own state that couldn't lead a dog to a dish of food 
that are past grand commanders and think that they are Eisenhower on crank. The funny part is most of those guys aren't ex-military, which just kills me. Uh, now that that's a requirement, but it's uh, gives you a little idea how to lead. Yeah. The the Scottish right, you don't have that because you always have that one, you have a constant power structure. Your SGIG is going to be your SGIG until he either completely screws up, turns 85, or decides to hang up his spurs. Pretty simple. You might have different uh, representatives of the Orients. That's fine. You may have different guys that run in the helm of uh, Lodge Perfection or Council Kadosh. I mean, that, that rotates through. But there, it's static at the top. So there's always some sort of guidepost that's not constantly swinging back and forth with every year's election that gets crazy wonky. And the Scottish Rite doesn't have three bucks kind of dick-waving up themselves to figure out who the best one of the three are. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a settled question. I mean, we've got the Council of Knights Kadosh, and no one ever argues with that. So, um, the, the York Rite's a confederation. It's not necessarily a right. Yes. Or a rectified right. Um, <laughs> so, I also, I also know one of our one of our recorder, one of our recorders duties uh, for you uh, non right right masons out there. The recorders like the uh, the grand secretary, I guess. Um, anyway, one of his main things that he does is gets a. I forget how often he does it. I'd have to ask our uh, our new guy. But he gets an electronic list of Masons whose membership status has changed in the previous period from the Grand Lodge and like immediately makes that effective without question. There's no vote. There's no... There is no internal decision-making happening in the Scottish Rite. It's just automatic. He gets that list. If your name's on it, you're suspended from the Rite. That's, that's it. Yeah, um, we don't have That's, any alternate procedures or policies or exceptions. It's just, it's very formulaic. You were suspended. You're out. So, and, and that's the other thing. Okay, another thing that the the Scottish Rite definitely has is that's the unified procedure, probably through all of the valleys and through the all the Orients with Grand Commander or Grand Encampment. There are variances in that structure from state to state. Now, with that being said, yes, it's it's. There's no way you can suspend or expel a past grandmaster of the craft of a state and have his constituent commander go. Oh, we didn't know. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, you, no, no. Don't try to shit my Wheaties. You're lying, or you're you're too dumb to be Masons. What? So part of the part of the issue that led into this was when this guy was suspended, his constituent commandery, his his home commandery, 
didn't go through the process, from my understanding, to suspend him from Templary. Now, as somebody who is a commander of commandery who willing to expel a member because he was being uh, he got charged and convicted on some pretty illicit shit. When the blue, when our blue lodge, when our Glen lodge said he's no longer a member, immediately because of the way our rule is written, done. We didn't have to do a thing. He was no longer a member. Done. Because you have to be a member in good standing of a lodge within our jurisdiction. Period. Right. And I thought every appendant body worked like that. They um, should. They're supposed to. They, I, I guess this is my naivete. Literally because... the definition of an appendant body. Hey, look at that it's guy. An appendage. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and maybe my naivete because I, I'm, I'm a member of, well, if you don't count past master societies and all that kind of side stuff, um, one of, of one group and and have been for a long time and that that's just all i know like it's it, they've always just been inseverably tied that if something happens to me in the craft it's there is no process or vote or procedure or anything in the scottish right it, it takes effect the same day absolutely you're you're breaking up again buddy ah, ah. So for you. This, the guy, <laughs> nice, thanks. The the guy that was a member of my commander who got hooked up for a, 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 a brand new felony, first guy in the state to get arrested under it. By the way, neat. Um, <laughs> Masons are always what, leading the way. Yeah, right. Woo-ha. <laughs> um, when I found out about it, I'm like, we're gonna go. Th- we're gonna do the the local proceeding. We're gonna expel him. Uh, and a guy who's far smarter than I am, who is my mentor and friend, and I'll say his name here, James McNeil, he's now in Connecticut, who is a god among Masons, um, said, wait, and once the Blue Lodge is done doing what they do, once Grand Lodge expels them, you don't have to do a thing. You're, you, it just, you just basically erase that page and keep going. Because it is integral that you are a Master Mason in good standing. Obviously, the only exception to that would be, you know, if you're in the Shrine in Arkansas, but we're not going to go down that fucking particular dirt road full of ruts quite yet. Then there's the fly in the ointment of other past grandmasters who've been in similar situations, except they tend to be members in other jurisdictions, like multiple grand jurisdictions. Yes. And they get expelled through this grandmaster politics play that seems to happen in too many places. Um, not saying that's what happened in Louisiana. I don't know. I wasn't part of it. Um, but it does happen in, in places. And grandmasters are members of multiple jurisdictions and they get expelled from one, but the other jurisdiction refuses to follow suit. And then you've got the appendant body that's like, oh, I'm a national body. What do I do now? Sounds about well. It sounds like the Shrine in Arkansas. Yes, um, that's, that's exactly what happened. In the Shrine in yeah, that's huh. I picked it up here. Yes, um, that's where I was going. Yeah, you beat me to right. it. Right, and I and and I don't know if the trail was a uh, member of another Grand Lodge, uh, which would be required. 
it doesn't matter how many commanders or how many councils or chapters you belong to. As long if he was a member of a different Grand Lodge in good standing. I mean, eh, is it he's a member of a lodge in a different jurisdiction, isn't that good enough? Like doesn't it come? Yeah. I, I feel like if it, that was true, it would have been brought up by now. In theory, yeah, I mean there's well, a there's a lot of stuff about this we still don't know. I mean, well, that's internet true. autism being what it is. Um Right. That would be, for, speaking from a jurisprudence standpoint, if he is a member in good standing in a different state, like north north of Louisiana or wherever. Any state that the Grand Lodge of Louisiana recognizes. Recognizes. Right? Yeah. He could. He would still be able to be like, all right, well, I'm still in good standing. Right. Um, but even so, even if he affiliated to a different state. Well, okay. Let me rephrase that. If he, if he affiliated to a different state and say became a member of Mississippi and was dropped in Louisiana, then granted Cam would run into the problem of, okay, yeah, he's a member of Mississippi, but even if he's in, say, Mississippi, he's a past grand commander in Louisiana, how does that transfer his his status as that position in Mississippi and then up to Grand Cammon, which, again, Scottish Wright doesn't have these problems because this shit's pretty well laid out. I mean, that position, it doesn't, but a Mason in good standing, it does, right? Yeah, I would think that in that case, it wouldn't change anything because he's still got the requisite for the job, so he's still, yes. he's still that, that, the grand poobah over that state because that's what the right put him as. That is true, and as note to self, I should file for membership in Wisconsin just in case. Um, that insurance policy. I need to go over to uh, free state number, number <laughs> right or two or three or four or five something. Say, uh, I've partied in Wisconsin. There ain't much there, but boy, there's not much you can do to really piss off the locals. Um, you could so, like run over some corn with your car. Cows, a lot. Dairy cows. Oh, dairy cows. Corn. Dairy cows. Oh, yes. Towards Iowa. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... It drives me nuts because Grand Encampment will defend their actions of the hilt, right, wrong, or indifferent. They won't admit or... or They may try to bridge the gap, but it'll be like, yeah, you know, we're you know, there must have been a misunderstanding. It won't be, yeah, hey, we should have paid attention. <clears throat> so, and like you said, you don't run into this problem with the Scottish right. And I hate to rah rah. What? Well, let me rephrase that. I don't hate the rah rah the Scottish right. I feel like I have to especially on this shape, but well, yeah. And I don't also like I, I feel like I have to defend the York right, but you know, I got kicked out of office, so fuck those guys. Um, <laughs> The, the Scottish right, like I said, when I went in, they made sure it was like, you're Mason first and don't screw that up, period. Um, in, in my in my orient, if you're not active in your lodge and you're just active in the Scottish right, you're, you, you may not get that 33rd that you're trying to chase after. You, you got to play ball at the level that you came in at. 
Yeah. Grand Commandery and Grand Encampment, a little different. Oh, that's... I, I'll take your word for it. Uh, one day I'll just have to join and find out. Uh, but I, I will echo what you said is, is absolutely true about joining the Scottish Rite. I think we all get the same speech during our initiation about, look, we put numbers on these degrees just for the sake of record keeping because it makes it easy. But don't go getting any ideas. There's only three degrees that matter. Right. That's yeah. exactly. I mean, that's yeah, that's it. Yeah. It was Actually, like, yeah, good on you. You learn more. And like Master G.I.G. was like, hey, if I come to your lodge and you're master, it doesn't matter who I am. I'm nobody. Yep. Um, which is why I, I, to this day, still like our SGI or now past SGIG. Because um, he kept it real. Now, if you screwed around in the Scottish right, he'd freaking flatten your balls with a wooden hammer. Yeah. But that's that's different. I mean, I've I, I conferred the thirtieth degree for years. I, well, decade at this point, I still do, uh, and that's an integral part of of Southern jurisdiction. Spiel yes. on the thirtieth degree is is like the, towards the very end of the honorary degrees in the Scottish Rite. There's a degree that like half of its focus is, hey, don't forget where you came from because that's really all that matters. Um, yeah. No, that that's always kind of stuck with me too. So, which it, it it kills me because those have been through the order of the temple. Should remember what it's like to be poor and destitute, to live off of a a harsh diet, and to remember the humility from which they come have come from. But you put that, you put the Templar cross of a Grand Commandery on somebody, or God forbid, the Lorraine cross of the Grand Encampment, and all of a sudden their first thought is, "I'm the greatest fucker here," and they they lose it, they forget. Well, it. I mean, you don't have to be a Templar to behave that way. That's my normal state of being. But yeah, but well, we have shiny medals and stuff that that reward well, you if you act that so way. So I was really, gonna have one really obnoxious. Then I found out that I had to buy it myself, and so I don't have one. Um, oh yeah, for years. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but you guys have things like sixty bucks. I ain't paying sixty bucks for a thing I'm gonna wear on a tuxedo one time every two years. Yeah, forget it. <laughs> two. You guys have two. Yeah. We belt feed that shit. Oh yeah. I say I gave him my grand jewel, and I still got like four I can wear. Yep, yep. I uh, well, they used to give them to you. Uh, they stopped that the the crowning before mine. <laughs> <laughs> like really? <laughs> well, you can order it. Just go talk to the recorder, and I'm like, fine, I'll do that. And then the the little lapel pin and the metal, you get them as a combo, and it's like a hundred bucks. I was like, ah, forget that racket. <laughs> I missed oh, it. What, well, what, uh, what pin was this? So the KCCH has a has a lapel wow. pin, and then there's a but there's actually a metal like a full on thing that you put on your suit. It is good looking. That's why I went and inquired because I was like, "That's nice. Where do I get one of those?" It's like well, I'll sell you one right now. 
that's expensive. I don't want one anymore. Yes, basically that was well because you wear it to the to the ceremonial and to like the banquet that happens afterward, and that's yeah, that's it. That's the only time you wear it. You wear it any other time, you're being a douche. So See, well, okay. So there, there's another thing. You wear those at special occasions, and if you wear them outside of those special occasions, you are indeed a fuckstick. Yeah, people people will bust your balls. Yeah. Uh, like, important people. Like, you know, the personal rep will personally make fun of you if you're wearing one of those. Right. And and I don't say fuckstick to make fun of those people. Uh, it, so, yeah. get, so here's the thing is, it's moderation. In commandery, if you're not wearing all of the jewels that have been given to you, People are like, well, where's your past Grand Commanders Association jewel? I thought you went through that three years ago and blah, 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 which yeah, is funny. You don't want to be the jerk that doesn't wear his air, airborne wings. Come on. Are you ashamed of it? <laughs> right. But yeah. one of the funny part is Commander's the only place that rewards you for being fat because we can only wear one row, one row of jewels. So the wider <laughs> you are, the more jewels you can wear. Um. I personally was it, it Nikki Johnson that was he he was he was on I think he was on the show talking about uh, he was taking some big role with the Templars and he wanted to institute a fitness thing. Yes. How did that go for him? I'm sure mm-hmm. I probably didn't go. Um, well, uh, like, did I, he get run out of office when when all of the uh, you know uh, voluptuous members of our fraternity said say what now? <laughs> Hold on, let me put down my man boobs and discuss this question. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. we fight philosophical wars, John. We don't need to be in shape, right? Uh, and <laughs> remind me of that because that's one of the other things about training that drives me nuts about the southern states. Um, but yeah, so like I fit three jewels on my uniform because I have to, you only wear one row in a straight line. Uh, I'm six foot and I think I'm kind of big at. 190 pounds. Um, yeah, you're a I know tiny a guy, man by Mason standards. Yeah, see, I know a guy that can wear five and almost six in a row on his <laughs> coat. Um, but his coat's made out of three other coats. So there is that. Uh, but <sighs> so you met, well, and you mentioned the, the fitness standard, and it gets me on, a, on an interesting diatribe here, too. So a good friend of mine's a past grand commander of Minnesota. Uh, Sifu, and I call him Sifu because he's uh, he's literally a kung fu master. He's he's the only guy I know that's actually dangerous with a Masonic with a Templar sword. Quite <laughs> literally, quite literally, very dangerous with a Templar sword. Um, but Sifu and his grand grand commander went to uh, the Grand Encampment. Or just before he became Grand Camp, uh, Grand Commander, and uh, a bunch of the guys from the states, shall we say, below the Mason-Dixon line, who are members of Commandery, were doing the rah rah. We should uh, be like the real Templars, and we should go to Jerusalem, and we should fight the Saracens. Now, one, let's go over the obvious. That's problematic when you're. Most of your line guys are, you know, fat and old. Um, the other problem being was 
somebody had brought up in there that, well, once we do that, we're no longer a nonprofit organization. We become kind of a for-profit organization and we lose our tax exempt status. And then everybody lost their minds. Uh, yeah, I, I, from, from him, his lips to my ear. Um, so, I mean, apparently this was like actually a serious, like long hour or two discussion at a grand encampment meeting of we should like raise the banners and, and charge the gates kind of thing. What Uh, kind of fuck nuttery is going on in my craft? I don't even know where to go with that, John. For the no, first time in the history of this show, I think I may be speechless. See, like, what if Ronnie Seal went, all right, we're going to charge the Vatican. One. Well, I mean, I one, would probably. Where, where is Ronnie Seal? Three hours. Because you're not. Well, yeah, you'd be in for it, but whatever. <laughs> what I mean, yeah, I mean, just imagine if the. the uh, the grand commander of the southern jurisdiction came out and said that. You'd be like, okay, so where's our actual grand commander, you pod person? Because obviously <laughs> yes. you but are not him. As crazy as that sounds, that's less crazy because at least then it's like old and fat going up against old and, well, more old and less fat. Yeah. Right? So there, there's, at least then there, I mean, the whole idea is still ludicrous, but... Yeah, sorry. I'll I'll put my money against a starved guy from Damascus over a fat guy from Hoboken about three times a day. Yes. That, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, at least the the IDF guy standing at the gate would get a good chuckle out of it before they had to come, you know, save everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, it, it, this is the kind of the kind of lunacy that goes on at grand encampment meetings. Again. I'm st- I'm telling these stories by proxy because, well, uh, I've not been allowed to go. <laughs> I was planning on going this year. Apparently, you know, as we know, that went not the way I thought. Um, but I'm glad I didn't go because I would probably, well, you guys have known me for almost a year now. You know, I'd stand up in the aisles and go, uh, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Need more people it, to do that, though. They do, but those guys don't get to go because they get because they, they stand get up in the aisle and go, uh, the fuck are you doing? The fuck are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The naysayer, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, so I think the, I think the Saracens, uh, got, got Bruce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, or at least well, he's they... certainly being sacked right about now. <laughs> or, or we hope Bruce you better be because we're all living vicariously through you yeah yeah that's uh, that's a sad no no that's a sad state of affairs that's what that fucking is what are you talking right about there. Bruce is awesome you can live vicariously through him yeah I mean you know I I, I think the worse people live vicariously through I mean, I mean it I've been be living Dick Johnson I've been <laughs> I've been living vicariously through Bruce since I first discovered uh, the Paperboy game on my old Game Boy as a kid. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever played that, where you're a kid on the bike and you gotta throw the papers, but you not play that in the arcade. Yes, yes. I, 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 my mom rented that for me on the uh, 
Super Nintendo, when I first, the very first time I had surgery on my ear, and I was, uh, I had to be in bed for like two days because I had like a reaction or something. I forget what it was. My mom rented it for me, and I just fell in love with that game, but never did know the name, so I could never get it again. Yeah, I remember playing that in an arcade before Nintendo's were even out. It's because you're old. Yes. As I am so funny out, technically, the president who was in office when I was born was Ford. Technically. Last in the White House. Yeah. Not the best, but definitely the last. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, brother Ford. Well, Clinton was a demolay. Yeah, okay. that's like saying you're the best car mechanic in a pygmy village. <laughs> that's and wasn't... not a knock on the demolay. I thought, wasn't the, oh, I guess he wasn't. There was, there was one that was like an EA, but he may have been a vice president. Well, that was, that was Johnson. Was it Johnson? Okay. Yeah. I knew I there was somebody was that EA. had started, but never finished. Well, maybe the, maybe the guys in his lodge caught wind of his crazy talk. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, y'all, this guy's stone cold nuts. Um... Who was on that committee? Uh, it's a pretty big word for Texas. Uh, don't get too crazy there. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I have half a continent separating me in that state. Neener, neener. Yeah, the problem is that we're in the middle, John, and we don't like being your, your buffer. Yes, because Pennsylvania is in the middle. Yes, it is further south <laughs> than Canada. Yes. In some yes. places. Pretty sure as the crow, are, crow flies, he may be closer, though. You are south of the Yukon and north of Guatemala, bro. <laughs> Maybe Cuba. I love geography. <laughs> uh, just, just remember, geology rocks and geography is where it's at. Wah, wah, wah. I really oh, need Dad, a sound effects board. Dad, meet me the hum- yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you do. don't. Yes, we do. So Google has one. I've just never set it up here in the Hangout. I may have to invest some time to do that. We need a good rim shot and a sad trombone, I think. <laughs> I think. And a bow chicka bow wow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so when back, some- back in my day when I was a young asshole, as opposed to an old asshole, when I was a police service, we had a cop that carried. It was a like a box of buttons. It was a butthead. Yeah, you are cutting sound it. card. Back it back in the day, you had a cop, and then that was less. Yeah, back oh, I heard in the day sound when card. I was a, I was a reservist because I had not no life, nothing to do with my time. We had a cop that had a sound card with six buttons on it. That was a Beavis and Butthead sound card, and he would. Bring uh, people to de- detox, and he would transmit that he was doing a transport, and then all of a sudden you'd hear, eh, eh, "You suck!" <laughs> Over the countywide radio. Uh, well, somebody's got to brighten up the shift, right? Yeah, it worked. It was, it was. So yeah, so why not? So fire that soundboard up. <laughs> this can only go better than usual yes i'll have to work on it oh we need a we need a quagmire uh giggity in there uh, <laughs> giggity, giggity. 
All right. That's uh, that's one of my best friends. That's his ringtone on my phone whenever he calls. Mm-hmm. Hey, Meg, you eighteen yet? No. Bye, Meg. My uh, some of my old pals uh, had replaced mine with the uh, with the Herbert ringtone. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> I haven't seen the paper boy. Okay, yeah, I, I I hesitate to to even ask how I became associated with with Herbert. So <laughs> jackpot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, I think we're gonna have to wind this down because uh, we have a episode a... summary. Is Grand Encampment is slightly crazy, and so is the state of Louisiana. Back to you, Next. Bob. Next week on After Lodge, uh, the Grand Encampment and Louisiana reconcile and everything goes back to normal and we can move on with our special guest next week. I hope. Yeah. Oh, have we confirmed? Did not. we ever give him an answer on that? I thought... Or is there an... no. um, anyway, we need, uh, we need the, the most worshipful and the most imminent and, or whatever he's called. Y- y'all need to get your swords out and make them touch and shake hands Ginger and whatever you got to do. And uh, let's get this this Masonry Road show back on the road. Uh, yeah, as much as I enjoy uh, poking fun at the the York right, uh, it makes everyone's life complicated when we start playing these recognition games. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I'm having Speaking terrible which... flashbacks to the West Virginia Ohio thing that caused great concern here in Western Pennsylvania. Who was caught in the middle? Like, uh, has anything ever come of the California, Georgia, Tennessee, New York, all that? Uh, do not believe so. Huh. Actually, I do, but I'm not going to talk about it on the air. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk afterward. Yeah. Uh, that's the kind of cross jurisdictional talk that uh, I think our most worshipful doesn't approve of. So, uh, um. <laughs> Yeah, and all right. Well, I guess you guys don't have anything else. Uh, I got to get up and do our big statewide event thing tomorrow and that Master Mason degree. Uh, so you're working the booth. Yeah. Representing oh, the LB. See you. Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, especially, well, I, I may need bailing out depending on uh if you show up and there's like guys talking to me and I'm standing there looking tired, like I've been standing there since eight thirty, it's because I have because people show up and then they they just want to argue with you. And you're like, man, I'm I'm trying to like solicit voters here. I I, I don't want to argue with you. We're neither gonna not gonna change each other's minds. Yeah. Back down to the Democrat booth. They're like five <laughs> stalls down. <laughs> I still want to see. Our booth, the Democrats and the Republicans, like all right there together. Well, they basically are. We're all in the same aisle. Are they all in the same aisle this year? Usually they separate the Democrats and the Republicans more. Well, actually, I haven't seen the Republicans. I just heard they were in that aisle. Um, Harland? Yes. You will appreciate this. Actually, the week after next, I don't think it's next week, the week after next, one of our local news stations, they put out this thing of. it's it's talking coffee coffee and politics or political brew is the name of it is what they're planning and they set up for these things where they have three democrats get around a table with the host or whatever and chat and 
Three Republicans get around the table with a host and chat. Three whatever get around the table and chat. I am apparently going to be broadcasted on the news for general public consumption. Uh, sitting around the table of independents and libertarians to chat Sweet. about politics. So, John, we need to talk about your, your contract and the non-compete clause. You can't really be broadcasting <laughs> hey, 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 other no. stations. Dude, he's I'm getting, I'm he's getting big, the party votes. I'm wearing a big t-shirt that says Maybe. After Lodge Podcast. Y'all are bitches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, we'll... we'll We'll have the lawyers uh, double check all that for you, but uh, uh, we don't want our advertisers to get pissed off. You see, we lose that. What's the back drive. of the shirt say? Three distinct knocks, sucks. Floppy donkey dick. Why? <laughs> if we, if we, if we, we lose that Canada Dry money, the show, the show can't continue, and none of us are getting paid. So, uh, don't piss off our sponsor. And I need my ginger ale for my whiskey. Damn it. Yes. Oh, I'm out of Canada Dry. All right, I'm gonna go to the store. So, um, well, I just I just did drink uh, this off-brand Scotch neat because it's all I got left. Uh, I really need to go to the liquor store. Uh, my Dewar's ended like five episodes ago, and now I'm into the uh, uh, monkey shoulder. So, I beg your pardon. Yeah, that's, that's what it's called, monkey shoulder uh, Scotch, some sort. It was a gift. So what's so what's the next step down? The monkey crap? Uh, some kind of tequila. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's been fun. I've uh, learned a thing, maybe two. And uh, <laughs> yeah, which is not something that always happens after Lodge. Uh, so Anyway, uh, thanks for listening to episode 207 of the After Lodge podcast. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge@gmail.com. Find us on Reddit or on IRC at irc.snoonet.org. Bound sign Freemasonry. And of course, you can always find us on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. So until we, next week, brothers, uh, try to stay out of the middle of the Crusades. Bye, Tony. I get, Bye, credit, Tony. For being, I get credit for being here. Bye, guys. <laughs> I already took a 10. <laughs> Sludge up.